survive and thrive. This is a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but thrive in change. I'm your host and co-founder of Consinity, Jennifer Ayers. This season, my partners and I will walk you through the eight tenets to drive meaningful, impactful, and sustainable change in an organization. We'll explore each of these tenets at a high level over eight weeks, and then we'll take a deeper dive into each one to really understand why it's important and how to put some of these principles into practice. We'll share some of our own personal experiences from the hundreds of clients we've helped over the years and invite other professionals to show to explain their stories and say what's worked, what's not worked, and what perspectives they can offer on the relevance of these tenants. As a quick reminder, the eight tenants that we believe are important are building the case for change, knowing your audience, messaging matters, bracing for the impact, charting the course, readiness metrics, making it stick, and recognize, reward, and repeat. So today, we're going to focus on the fifth tenet, charting the course. And this topic explores the importance of having a solid plan that you can use to navigate your organization through change. With me today, I'm super excited to have Crystal Kurtz. Crystal and I had the opportunity and privilege to work together in our years at Accenture some time back. And Crystal was one of my fearless leader. And she brings deep expertise around a number of things around financial management systems, sales, strategy. She's a seasoned consultant working on a number of strategic imperatives around market entry, Salesforce optimization, restructuring, mergers and acquisitions. And the list goes on and on and on. She was most recently the Managing Director of Third Sector Capital Partners, and I'm so honored to have her as part of our team at Consinity. And with that, I'm going to give the opportunity to Crystal to share a little bit more about her background, and then we'll dive in with some questions. Crystal? Thanks, Jen, and thanks for the opportunity to join the podcast. I'm really excited. And thanks for sharing a bit about my background in being a consultant for my entire career, I've been privileged to walk into many of the great companies and brands headquartered here in the US and in their operations around the world. And it's been an exciting career to be able to see how companies grow and to really influence how companies can help their people be ready to sell new things or pivot into new markets or bring companies together. And, you know, as you mentioned with the title of our podcast today, a lot of that comes back to creating a plan. And my experience, it started out from some of my very first experiences early on in my career, working with some big name brands, thinking about how they were able to deepen into filmmaking and then begin to pivot into digital offerings. And that theme then ran through many of my experiences in my career, primarily focused around sales and and helping companies grow. I know that you have seen a lot of change in the various clients that you have served over the years. I know that you've led a lot of leaders through 
change. Can you describe an experience where you uh, observed a positive journey, positive change, a transformation, and what made it work? Sure. There's so many touchstones to, to go back on changes from implementing systems to thinking about entering new markets. But one of the ones that was really, I found really interesting was working with a, a hospital in Boston. And they were really thinking about how to expand their patient offerings and patient impact. And the piece that we dove into in particular, or my team and I dove into in particular, was the international patient experience and understanding how different that experience could be from folks coming from within the U.S., that there was travel involved and visas involved and setting up appointments. And because people were coming from far away, that many of these appointments needed to be orchestrated and close together to accommodate their travel. And by diving into these and really understanding the the patient experience and the patient journey, it made it easier to help different departments of the hospital come together and work together to bring a cohesive patient experience and allowed this particular hospital that was world-renowned to offer even more to the international community and attract families who were in need of their services to choose Boston over other places in the world. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm now curious to hear about a change that you observed or maybe you were part of that was not such a great experience or didn't have a great outcome. And what can you share about your observations around that? The funny thing about change is sometimes you you want it to happen really fast and you think that markets are changing really fast. And, and one, it was really a series of projects over, over a couple of years working with industrial conglomerates. Many of these industrial conglomerates have healthcare offerings. They have offerings that reach into the automotive market. They have offerings that reach into all, you know, all sorts of everyday needs and products that we have. But five, seven years ago, this idea of the internet of things was really taking off. And everyone was talking about how it was going to change the world. And we are going to overhaul our sales forces and build up offerings and capabilities within our organizations really quickly to take off on this, this internet of things. You know, working with this particular company, it was definitely the right long-term vision. But seven years ago, when they were really putting a lot of resources into this idea, it was still a little nascent in the market. And it didn't get as big and uptaking as we would have hoped in the very beginning. So it felt like a change that we internally helped make a really, really, really big deal about, but actually is unfolding over a longer period of time. So even though we did a lot of work to, to position, to enhance people's understanding of what is the Internet of Things, what can it possibly do, going from those little pilot projects that came across to more seasoned business professionals as science experiments to something that, that was really resellable and large scale was much longer than a, a horizon of, you know, three to six months. The struggles with that type of uh, strategic shift was to how to create the excitement 
but not have the organization feel like they missed or that, you know, they let leaders down because the unfolding of this new market takes time. That's interesting. And as I think about that example, it lends me to the subject that we are focusing on around charting the course. So I know that you have had extensive experience building plans, especially plans to help organizations navigate change. And I know this firsthand audience because Crystal is the master who taught me everything I know about building a plan and working a plan. And I can remember just working hours and hours and hours learning this. And you were so selfless in the time that you gave to, to teach me all the right tips and tricks to have a, an effective plan. So what can you share in your experience on the importance on planning for change? The funny thing about plans, you know, this happened to us all the time, Jen, is we spend so much time coming up with the plan with exactly how things are going to unfold. But in the many years that I've been working on plans, I've realized that a plan is, is a starting point. A plan helps you feel grounded, but then gives you a place to pivot from because you can never see into the future perfectly. But as long as you know where you're starting from, and what you're trying to achieve, the plan gives you the confidence to make choices and to pivot going forward as you are confronted by changes or things that are just different than, than what you expected. So when I think about planning now, I really think about what are we trying to achieve with the planning process? One thing is that starting point. Just the act of planning can help me and it helps my clients understand where the business is at today. How well do people talk together across the firm? How well do they work together? What is the maturity of the different functions of the business or the different customers across the business? It really helps give a temperature check and understanding of where you are today. So then you can more confidently plan for how you're going to get to the future. The other thing I've found is plan is. It's kind of this big overarching term, but you really need to think about plan in terms of your different audiences. And Jen, you taught me this in thinking about change to really step into the shoes or the persona of who you're planning for and understand what does that, if it's a day one experience or if it's something that gets influenced over time, what does that feel like? What actually happens to that person? And when taking that personal perspective, you create a better plan for change. And then finally, with plans, knowing your business and understanding from a personal perspective, then when things come down the road that cause you to change your plan, leaders have more confidence in how to pivot because they, they have those basic building blocks of where we're starting from, what we think people are, are going to feel like to be able to make better choices in recharting the course. I love those three observations. And, you know, just to recap what I heard, what a great perspective you offer that just the act of planning and setting out on that path gives you a better understanding of your business and can bring together leaders from different parts of the organization, different functions, different geographies, and really 
create a collaboration across the organization, which is so critical when I think you get to your next observation about looking across those different functions and geographies and understanding the audience and who's impacted and how are your customers impacted, how are your vendors impacted, how are your employees impacted. Having those different leadership perspectives um, and making sure that you're taking that into consideration when you're putting the plan together really will enrich in your experience, frankly. Having a plan, the best laid plans always change. (laughs) My dear friend says to me all the time, a great friend, Priya Pinto, you want to make God laugh, tell her your plans. Having a plan is still valuable, even knowing that that may be impacted and need to change. And so being flexible is just as important as having a set plan to start with. Yeah. And Jen, I would add on to that flexibility. The reason you're able to be flexible is in making a plan, you understand the trade-offs that you made to get to that plan. So then when you have to make choices again, you still understand the trade-offs, but you just have more information to understand what you're trading on. Exactly. I'm curious to know in your experience, do you feel that organizations typically plan for change? It's interesting, Jen. I do think organizations plan for change at different levels. I think when people think about change, they often think about these big strategic plans or this one day that we have to be ready for. But often the the plans that I see where something's missing is how are those plans coming together and, and how how will that change feel? And when you think about it from that perspective, you realize that the plan may have some gaping holes when you don't think about it in terms of audience or in terms of external risks. That's a great point. And I'm going to throw this question at you because I know how detail-oriented you are and how um, thorough you are in thinking through building an, an effective plan. What would you say are the elements that make up a good plan? What should be included in it? You know, it's interesting, Jen, over time, my, my perspective has grown in this area. When I first started creating implementation plans in my career, kind of once my, my eyes first started to open to how many different things could possibly be going on at once, whether it be with a technology implementation or going after a, a new market and trying to attract new customers with a new product launch, there are many details that need to be tracked. But one of the things that I appreciate now that I've made hundreds of plans is starting with that cross-functional or cross-market understanding. I need to be able to think about what it is that we're planning towards and then push at it from all of these different angles to understand what are the things that we also need to consider in addition to all of these details that need to be folded in, that some of those details are really dependent on things that may be out of the control of the people who are executing those details. So a plan really needs to have enough detail that the people on the team executing towards the tasks have a really good understanding of not only what needs to be done, but how to articulate their progress and their risks along the way. And then also to be able to understand more holistically when something goes wrong in one place, 
how it may throw something off track in another place, even though they are seemingly independent on the surface. What's your point of view on uh, the importance of leaders being aligned around said plan? In many ways, being aligned around the plan is like being aligned around your strategy. It's like being aligned around why we're here and what our purpose is. By having leaders aligned, it, one, instills confidence across the organization that we have someone who understands how the pieces come together and I understand my piece of it, but I know that this person or you know this group of leaders has it covered for how to put all of the puzzle pieces together. And that gives me confidence and comfort. Another aspect of having leaders aligned is that when there are disagreements about a plan, that you don't create groups vying against each other because they can go to different leaders and get different answers and then be able to change their plans or change the resources that they're they're allocated in a way that that may have adverse effects on another aspect of the plan. I would say those two aspects of being aligned, it helps you bring confidence to your organization, but it also helps you fairly broker risk management. That's great. And what do you think in terms of resources that are some blind spots for organizations? I think every organization is always short on resources and they have to make choices as they put a plan together. Anyone who's who's put a plan together knows there's a number of things that drive a plan. It's, you know, how much time do you have? How much budget do you have? And, you know, how many people do you have to, to work on it? And kind of that's the three-legged stool of what can set a, a plan or, or a timeline. And those are also things that, that you can change depending on what your resources are. So when putting a plan together, you can choose to extend the time of something because you don't have the people to work on it right now, or you don't have the money to spend to buy the things that you you need along the way to execute the plan or vice versa. If it's something that you absolutely need to get done in a rapid period of time, you may need to spend more in the short term to make that happen. And so thinking about planning with those aspects in mind, what are the levers that I can pull to get to either the timeline or the budget or the number of people involved to make it work? But knowing that there are trade-offs there, that, that you don't get to just do something tomorrow because you want it done tomorrow. There are building blocks that need to come together to make things happen. And that's what a plan is. As I'm listening to this conversation, I'm thinking about there's a lot of information out there for people to go and dig up project management 101 and putting a plan together. In your experience, are there pieces that really should be considered, especially if you are thinking about embarking on a journey that you know is around business transformation and is is really going to have an impact uh, from a change perspective? It's a really great point, Jen. Going from the academic view of planning, where you're working on a spreadsheet and you just, you know, plug in the choices that you make and the, the plan extends or it contracts, that's a great exercise. But when the rubber hits the road 
and you're actually in the midst of planning a, a product launch or a technology implementation, things come up along the way. People have life events and may not be available when you're planning for them to be available. What are you going to do about that? Especially when you're talking about very short-term plans or very long-term plans. People leave their jobs. You hire new people. These are all aspects that can change your plan or cause you to rethink your plan. And again, it goes back to you set a plan knowing what you know now and understanding what are the levers that you can pull along the way to adjust your plan. But I think that one of the most important things is having a really good understanding across your leadership team and across your organization as to why are we trying to execute this plan? Why should I be on board? Why should I be making these trade-offs? And what does it mean to me for when this, this plan is implemented? Is this change good for me? Is it, am I better in the short term? Am I better in the long term? Being able to articulate those things in addition to or in support of what needs to be done is often more critical than having a detailed plan. Interesting. I'm just spinning that question back on myself. <laughs> and I I really appreciate that you call out the why. Why are we even doing this? And, you know, the aspects that I think are just getting super tactical here for a moment for our listeners that are really important to have if you're about to embark on a journey of transformation and change is getting clear on that vision. What is the outcome? What are you intending to achieve with this initiative that you're undertaking? And that has to be on your plan, making sure your leaders are aligned around that. That takes a lot of work. And you spoke about that in an, in the earlier point that you brought up around the mere activity around planning can bring leaders together from different functions, but getting them aligned is also just as important. And thinking through the implications that your plan has to include on it activities around identifying business impacts. And I even think about some of our uh, conversations around mergers and acquisitions lately and just just understanding what are the implications across the organization if, if those two entities are coming together, even divestitures, for example. Messaging, how is that messaging going to be crafted? What's the content that needs to be included in that? How is that going to be conveyed? How is the audience going to receive that? What information is going to be relevant for them? Thinking about the organizational implications and making sure that people understand what's happening, when it's happening, what's happening to my role. Do you need to consider upskilling or or shifting skills and capabilities, et cetera? Where are the business handoffs occurring? All of those pieces, and obviously training, I, I always say that training seems to be the super obvious thing to put on your plan, but there's all these other things that people don't think about, and they're extremely important to the success of your plan, and obviously making sure that you're tracking your metrics to, to be able to call out when you're at risk as an organization. So, Absolutely. And, and I would add on to that, it also comes back to the core values of the firm. The team needs to trust the people that they're working with, and they need to trust in the viability of the the idea and the company so that they feel comfortable not only working towards the change, but making hard choices along the way in order to achieve that change. If there is trust with the leadership team and with each other, then there is more confidence 
to move forward, whether it be quickly or in a different direction. But if you don't have that underlying trust, then there's, there's a lot of work to do to bring people along. If you're not building that trust along the way, then you're doing a lot of convincing as to why this is going to be better. Yeah, exactly. Great point. So as we bring this uh, conversation to a close, is there anything that you feel like we haven't touched on that might be important to highlight to our listeners on things they should think about, things they shouldn't think about? Feel free to add a few final thoughts. Like you said earlier, Jen, you know, any good plan is going to change. And the act of planning makes you stronger, but also just having that flexibility and awareness that it's going to change and understanding what your choices are and what you can do when you're faced with the situation being different than what you planned for and keeping people in a mindset that that change is good and change is going to happen along the way as we get to this this big change that, that we're all desiring. I think that that's one thing. And then the, the other piece that I go back to is change doesn't happen to an organization. It happens to people and people come together to build an organization. But we really have to keep in mind the, the individuals that make up our organization and the individuals who we are selling our products to and the individuals who are, you know, supporting us and we're, we're buying other products and services from. That's great. Appreciate that. And just a reminder for our listeners, um, not only does Crystal have fantastic strategy chops, she knows how to put that plan together to make sure that company or organization or or leader is going in the direction that they want to be going ultimately. So um, I just am so appreciative of all of the insights that you've provided to me over the years, uh, working for you all those years ago at Accenture. I've definitely learned a lot from you and I know our listeners will as well. So thank you everyone for listening today and joining this week's episode of Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember at Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.